All right, you want to just do this, Megan? Yeah, let's go. All right. Do you believe? Oh, brother, we are not one beauty after another's holy mackerel roll the highlight film. Fuck that. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broken Bandwagon. I'm Maya, and I'm here with... Megan. Yay, that's it. Um, <laughs> Very fitting for this, for what's going on in the world right now, though that is not the reason that we are missing so many people. Um, Just technology and other situations. So, we're here to talk about everything that's happened since the trade deadline, and... It is quite a bit. Um, so I guess we'll start off with the big news that broke last Thursday when the NHL suspended the season due to coronavirus reaching the uh, United States and uh, United States and Canada. Wow, I almost said United States and America. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Canada. You don't deserve that. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, the NHL suspended the season on March 12th. It is now March 16th. And yeah, so far it's been the best four days of my year so far with no Sabres hockey. There oh hasn't God. been Sabres hockey since March 9th. <clears throat> oh Wow, what a time. But uh so right now the Red Wings are the only team eliminated from playoffs. They yes. clinched last place on March 10th. So good job to them. They clinched last place, and then the NHL suspended the season. Like, I feel like that would be worse, because it's like, there's not even any, like, gear, like, even if the season comes back at some point, you can't crawl out of that hole. There's no redemption. This is so good. I mean, you have to respect the dedication to the tank. Like, like there are still, like, 12, 13 games left in the season. Well, there were, anyway. So right now, rumors are circulating that if the season returns at all, it will be with a 2014 kind of playoff format. And guess what? The Sabres are 25th in the league. (laughs) They're 25th in the league and 13th in the Eastern Conference. We love to see it. Oh, oh, Sabres. You stupid-ass fucking dumb team. That's like, that's two-thirds of the, almost more than two, more than two-thirds of the league and we still wouldn't be in playoffs. Uh, that sounds about right. That does not surprise me. However, the Sabres may deserve to be in that position, considering the Pagulas will not be paying event staff um, during the suspended period. They'll only be doing that if the games are fully canceled, which we will not know for a little while, I assume. So, job on them. I'm trying to think of something to say that won't get me arrested. Um, <laughs> Have hmm, okay. So new pregame ritual. Sabretooth rappels down from the ceiling with a guillotine, right? And they guillotine the rich at center ice. That's the end of that. And everyone's like, "Oh, go Sabres!" It's like eat the rich. Oh, I just oh my god! Like I'm I'm fully prepared to not give Pagula Sports and Entertainment any money now. Like me neither. Like, I mean, you can pirate games so easily. Like, you can still support the team without actually financially supporting it. 
And like, and you like, can you can support the workers, the journalists, the beat writers who work so hard to cover this team without like yeah. actually giving the Pagulas money. And like the jerseys, the new royal blue jerseys are going to be available in the future. Like you don't need to buy like, them right away. They like, don't. Seriously. Like if you want to make a statement, stop giving the Pagulas money. Like we went over this with the Dwayne call eons ago, but really, like money talks clearly, and yeah. And the, the people who are. That... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say the thing that just is so like awful about this too is especially in the aftermath of the Dwayne call and the Pagulas like inaction. This would have been the easiest way to get in the good graces not the good graces necessarily but at least like somewhat repair your reputation with your fans is like by paying the workers by showing you're at least like somewhat good people like i mean that's like one of the tenets of buffalo you know city city of good neighbors and like they always preach like their stupid one buffalo thing well it means nothing right now yeah the funniest part about it, too, I think I just said that was the funniest part. Another funny part about it is the Sabres always, not the Sabres, but bu- the Buffalo sports culture, especially. Um, this is really more geared towards the Bills, I think, but the Sabres definitely play into this. It's a whole like, blue collar city. It's like we're a city of workers. We don't have white collar cushy jobs like they do in New York and Toronto. Like, we're, we all work hard and we all get down in there and that sort of thing. And the, when it comes time, to support that blue-collar culture that Buffalo loves to talk about, the Pagoulas are suddenly silent, which I think a lot of us uh, realize this, but for those of you who don't, the Pagoulas are not your friends. The only thing they care about is money, um, and this is very clear, clearly indicating that they have no intention of parting with that money unless they're getting something in return. And, like, it's so little money to them too like this would cost them so little like i think someone said like it the equivalent of the pigoulas like spending a hundred thousand to pay their workers is like twenty dollars for someone who has a million dollars like that is insane you don't even notice that in the grand scheme of things it's just like it sucks and the um the winnipeg jets ownership went back um because they too originally weren't going to pay during the suspended period, but they actually apologized today and have made a statement that they will be paying their workers during this suspended period. So the pools are looking worse and worse in this situation. That's for sure. Like this is my field is public relations, and this is such a good case study in what not to do. <laughs> like, like the statement they put out was good. And it got me at first, too. I read it, and I was reading through it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so good. They're going to, like, pay. But then I didn't realize until at one point it out. They said canceled and not suspended games. I was like, oh, they got me. Yeah, like, they literally just released, like, the same statement with, like, pretty PR words. Like, it said the same thing. And I just mean, it's... It would be so easy for them to fix their relationship with the city, too. Like, it would be so easy. And the fact that they won't do it is insane. <clears throat> I know I said it as a joke um, a few weeks ago that I thought this Pagula's, like, buying the Sabres was just a stepping stone to buying the Bills. But looking at how everything's unfolded in the past, like, year or two, I'm starting to think that maybe it wasn't so far-fetched. Yeah, for sure. Very clear of different, like, amounts of attention put into each team. <laughs> and it's just bizarre to me that they literally 
got their way into Sabres, like, into Buffalo's, like, radar by buying the Sabres and saving them from being moved. And then they turn around and they're just like, oh, but, like, the Bills, which I think was, like, the ultimate end game there. And, like, if that was their end game, like, that's fine. But then, like, hire a hockey pre- hockey ops president. Like, you don't yeah. have to run the team if you don't want to. You can just pay it and make yeah. profit. Like, you don't have to be so involved. Like, you, you, you say you want to and then do nothing. And it's like someone said to, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or a tweet I saw, but hockey and football are two very different cultures and they require two very different forms of management. And it's incredibly, it's not a good idea to try and run both by the same person, a.k.a. Krampudula. You should stick to one and then hire, like, outsource, like, for the other. And they just don't seem to want to do that. I mean, their downfall, it just it's their arrogance. Like, they never want to admit that they're wrong. They never want to apologize. And once they say something, like, that's it. Like, they just hate being wrong. And... That sucks, <laughs> especially really for does. us who are like primarily Sabres fans. Like, like yeah, I like the Bills, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like at the end of the day, I am a Sabres fan, and it's like the the shittiest part about the whole thing is there's nothing I can even do. Like, it would be one thing if there was something that I could do to like show my displeasure, but like they literally have a banner that says "Don't check the comments," so like commenting is not going to do anything. <clears throat> I don't, I already don't give them money, so, like, that's not going to do anything, so, like, what the fuck is there for me to do, because, like, when Dwayne was asked, um, after the call, not to put him on the spot, but just, like, as an example, um, they were, like, oh, like, you're upset with the Sabres, so, like, are you going to, like, stop getting your season tickets, and he was, like, no, like, I'm still going to get my season tickets, and it's, like, then what's the point? Yeah. Like, like you said, the money talks, and it's like if, and then they have the gall to up the season ticket price. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was, oh my god! Like, oh my god! I just, I can't wrap my mind around whoever the fuck thought it would be a good idea to raise season ticket holder prices when they're missing the playoffs for the ninth year in a row, have gone up maybe two spots in the standings from like twenty eighth to twenty fifth, which like thank God, you know, twenty fifth, yay. Oh, and the fact that, like, they're not improving fan experience either. Like, they're improving oh. nothing. Because, I mean, it would be something if they were, I mean, this was the whole point of the doing call, but if they were improving fan experience, if they were renovating the arena, you know, doing cool giveaways, you know, like, making, letting us have fun at games even though, like, the team isn't super great. Like, fine. But they're not even doing that. Like, they're doing literally yeah. nothing. It's, yeah. Because, like, people are giving their money to this team for what? Like, there's no good giveaways. The giveaways, I don't remember there ever being. The pennants are maybe the best giveaway the team's had in literally years. I think it was the Rick Generate, like, bobblehead that they had last year, two years ago. Oh, yeah. That was, wasn't bad. Like, bobbleheads are always. And I like the odd t-shirts. I really did want one. Well, like outside of like <clears throat> t-shirts and bobbleheads, what are you what are you bringing to the table? Like what like when I went to the um, final game, Dan Bilesma's final game in 2017, I went to go see the Sabres play, the Lightning, and the Lightning gave out like backpacks, like little like <laughs> backpacks that were shaped like jerseys. I still use that thing to this fucking day. It's so awesome. Like I love that stupid little backpack, and like and they just like 
what what else are you bringing me? Like, what? Why should I be a fan of the Sabers instead of the Lightning? And right now, the Sabers are not giving me right. any any reason other than like loyalty, which like I guess, but like like you shouldn't have to rely on that. Like that is what they're relying on is the fact that like you know Buffalo fans, Sabers fans are like super loyal. They're never gonna leave their team. Well, you're testing that pretty hard right now. <clears throat> yeah, they're really not like. It's like you really, you really inherited one of like the easiest fan bases to make happy. <laughs> like you really was, did. Like I remember, I think it was Ben Matthewson, maybe Ben, who made the Twitter thread about how. And I think I actually we actually did talk about this a podcast or two ago. But um, like Sabres fans were all in on the tank. We were all so excited to tank and get you know McDavid or Eichel. Like the like they came into this ownership into the tank era and they were like yes fans were like yeah let's go like we're excited and then the play continued to stagnate at the bottom of the standings and that would be one thing if the fan experience was stellar but it Mm -hmm. was mediocre at best yeah and now they're shitty play to watch it's honestly sad to watch shavers games and watch jack eichel play his heart out and it's like for nothing like he's not gonna get nominated for the heart because he's on the savers so he's not even like he's going to get that recognition at this rate, he's never winning a cup. It's, like, so upsetting to watch these games and watch all of this talent that, in theory, should be fucking stellar. Yeah, this team is very talented. I mean, I guess this is a little bit of a tangent, but, like, this team is, even though points-wise, they're not that competitive. Like, this team is more competitive than a lot of, you know, the Tim Murray era teams, I, I feel like. Like, I feel like it's closer even though they're absolutely sucking right now. Like, it feels like it's so... All the pieces are... Almost all the pieces are there. You just have to, like, stick in some, like, filler pieces. The problem is, I, like... Like, it just... It literally doesn't make sense why they keep sucking. Like, I don't get it. Because it's, like... Housley clearly wasn't the problem. I mean, he was part of it, but he wasn't the problem. As much as I hate to say it, I don't... Like, this team has just been so shitty. Even since Tim Murray took the reins. Like, I just, the only common denominator is the Pagulas. But I I don't think the Pagulas are the reason the team sucks, necessarily. I think they have a hand in it, but I don't think they're, like, the sole reason why the team sucks. Right. I mean, I it's hard to judge. I mean, like, they, they're hiring the GMs, which I guess technically are to blame for, like, whatever team is on the ice. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I know I was against firing Bottero this early, but, I mean, I honestly don't care anymore. Whatever. <laughs> I want to see what Ray Sherrill can do. <laughs> like, I feel yeah, like... That, I feel like you can't... Adam, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Batman got Taylor Hall for Adam Larson for one. <laughs> Somehow he did that. I, I mean, was that on him, or is that just because Cheryl, like, sucks? I mean, both, but, like... I Like, the thing... Cheryl came in, and then the Penguins won a cup. Mm-hmm. Was he in 2018? Or, uh, like, I don't know. Like, like, my thing is, is like, I don't want to, like, like I've said in the past few, a few episodes ago, the only reason I'm against fighting Botterella is I don't want a GM to come in and start making rash trades and rash decisions to win now. Yeah. But at the same time, Botterella is not doing that. And whether that's, and we know for a fact that he's been trying. But the fact that he got a situation where we don't have any talent to work with, that's kind of damning. I mean, hot take, I know it's not going to happen because you don't, I mean, you don't 
demote someone within the same organization. But I'd be really interested to see what happens. Like if, say, he was made like assistant GM and we got like a, another GM. Because I do, he makes some good trades. Like, I mean, you can't look at the Skinner trade and say that was crazy. And the Calhoun yeah. trade, I mean, just recently, like, I think he has an eye for talent. And sometimes getting that talent quite cheaply, I think he just doesn't see the big picture all the time. And you mm. need someone who can. Exactly. Which, I mean, makes sense. He was the assistant GM in Pittsburgh. Like, was his first gig at being head, or, yeah, being the top of the organization. Yeah. I mean, it's not going like, to happen because it's not, that's not what you do, but. Exactly. <clears throat> like, I'd love to have him still in the org, but like you said, as assistant GM. Because I, I think, because we said this when we first got better up, but he was um, Jim Rutherford's, like, uh, what was it? It was like not damage control, but he was the one who like, impulse control. Yes, thank you. His impulse control. So like I think now we good. yeah we need someone to control his impulse control. <laughs> Literally, we need him to control someone else's impulses. Um, I just I'd love to see a Shero Buttero like tandem and see how that would work out, but I don't think Ray Shero wants to come to Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, Although, a, if I was a GM and I was looking at the talent on the Sabres, I would, you know. But, well, I think that I think Botterill did maybe make the roster better. I mean, you can't say it's worse than what Tim Murray left him with. Like, I think Botterill was a good starting point. Yeah, and I think he started to move the team in the right direction. But I think if if we're going to keep Botterill, if we're not firing him, that's fine. But you need to make sure you, he has a very solid assistant GM who is there to help facilitate trades. And like you said, help him look at the bigger picture. Because he, I don't say he clearly can't do it on his own, but the results have been lackluster from what we've expected. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like, I think you can say, like, he clearly can't do it on his own, at least not yet. Um, mm-hmm. And he needed more guidance. And I don't know if... A hockey ops president would have been able to give a little more guidance on that matter, but I think you can say something for that too. And then yeah. they need to hire a new PR person. <laughs> literally. Because I mean, the reason the Canes are like so great with their fans is literally just because they have a great head of PR and media. Like, it's because the like we said, they, whoever the fuck their PR person is, is smashing out of the park. Like they they looked up what fan service was one day and they were like, all right, bet, and then did everything right. And, like, I know it helps that the team is good now, but, I mean, still. Even when the team was bad, they were still fun, like, to, like, interact with. And so, like, the Sabres' Twitter is just so clinical. Yeah, she went more clinical recently. I mean, I don't blame her, but... <laughs> uh, and it's just so... The, the Sabres' Twitter has just been so toned up, especially these past, like, this past these past two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. oof. Like, it's... I feel so bad for her because it's like, I don't know. She's just doing her job. Yeah. I mean, in the end, it's not really on her. It's on whoever is in charge of, like, all the PR the team does. Because, like, I interned at a sports league. For those of you who don't know, I interned at the USO. My internship is currently suspended indefinitely until we all come back because the office is going remote this week. Anyway, the point I'm making is um, the Twitter for the USL Someone runs it, but it is ulti- like it is run by someone usually higher up. But in this case, it looks like it's a lower level person who's being who was given a set of guidelines 
excuse me, a set of guidelines by a higher up employee who's like, this is what we want the Twitter to sound like. Um, and that is friendly, but at a distance, at least from my reading of the Twitter. Yeah. It's like, that's not going to fly. You can't be friendly, but at a distance if the fan experience overall sucks. And it comes off as very insensitive and very just, like you said, tone deaf. Like, it just doesn't sound good. And the thing is, like, it would be very easy to fix the fan experience part of it. Like, all that takes is money. And I know we know the people don't like to spend money, but literally all it takes is money and some creativity and the right person in PR. And you could fix half of the problems. The team still sucks, but I mean, at least fans would be a little happier that mm-hmm. you show that you care a little bit. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's just kind of, I think, the, the to sum up it, what we've just been saying for the last few minutes is it just, it feels like no one cares. Like, it feels like everyone's just sort of given up and they're just sort of biding their time. But the problem is, what the fuck are they buying their time for? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is, what is on the horizon that would constitute biding your time? There's nothing. Alex I mean, Watson, unless someone, like, swoops in and makes an offer to buy the Sabres from the Pagoulas, like, this is not changing. But even then, I don't think the Pagoulas would even offer to sell it because they're so hyped, hyped up on one Buffalo that it's, like, not going to happen. Like, I really don't think it will happen just because the one Buffalo brand in general has brought them so much money because you know like i said buffalo fans are loyal and we love talking about our city and saying that we're from buffalo and selling the sabers and therefore whatever other teams would come under that umbrella so that would be the bandits and maybe the nighthawks i'm not sure but like that's a lot of money the pagoulas would be losing or gaining i guess because when was the last time the sabers turned up oh man yeah, I don't know. It's depressing times. But I think the best thing that could happen in Sabres right now is if the season is just over for them. Yeah. Even though I'd be very sad for Darlene, he seems very sad. I know. I've just been <laughs> playing video games by myself. I will very gladly play video games with you. Like, I, if he needs a video game buddy, I'm here for you. Like, hit me up. We can play Animal Crossing next week. Like, let's go. <laughs> My copy's already paid for. I just need to show up to GameStop and pick it up. I hope you can. I hope you can get it. I know. If GameStop closes all the stores on Friday, I'll kill myself. I genuinely, honestly, might throw myself out the window. I will be very, very, very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fingers crossed on that. All right. Speaking of other tone-deaf things that have happened... The Ducks put someone on waivers, like, right in the middle of, like, all the coronavirus, like, suspensions and, like, while the players were, like, trying to figure stuff out. I don't know. It was just very strange. And oh, unnecessary. Yeah. Why? I mean, I guess to put them in AHL playoffs if the AHL ever comes back, but, like... But the AHL just... The AHL, AHL just announced AHL. today that, like, it's looking like gaming. They're just gonna cancel the rest of the season. Which, like, they should at this point. Like, fucking who cares? Like, people are... Kim, there are people that are dying. Like, let's, like, it doesn't, like, the ECHL, from what I saw, just completely canceled everything outright. They're like, yeah, we're not coming back. Yeah, they did, and all those poor players, she's not getting paid. <clears throat> I know. I was about to say, oh, all the poor millionaires, but, like, ECHL players don't They really don't make much. much. They make, like, $600 a week, which is not much. No. 
for what they go through. They go through a lot, too. If you haven't read that athletic article, it came out a while ago, but it's about what a reporter went on the road with one of the CHL teams. That's really eye-opening. Um, but yeah, side note, you should read that if you can find it. Anyway, back to the Sabres, since we're just going to be all depressed this entire episode. So what have the Sabres done since deadline day? Megan? Nothing. <laughs> they literally did nothing. I, if you recall, at the end of last episode, I said, hopefully the Sabres won't go on a massive downward spiral. Well, uh-huh. they went on a six-game losing streak after deadline day and have won once in a shootout. Since oh, those <sighs> stupid men. I mean, that turnaround in the fan base between, like, you know, like, the somewhat hopefulness on deadline day, like, leading up, and just, like, the absolute crash after it. It's like, you know, the coronavirus. It's like the stock market. <laughs> really yeah, the stock market. Like, completely, like, bottomed out. <sighs> um, there were some line changes. Uh, finally split up Olsen, Eichel, and Reinhardt, and oh put God. Skinner on the top wing, so... Big three are reunited, and we have Olsen, Johansson, and Cahoon, which is actually pretty fun from what I saw. I don't mind it. And then Joe Yerden described them as whirling dervish around on the ice, which is the best phrase I've ever heard in my entire life. And I'm requiring everyone to use it in casual conversation for the rest of time. It is very good. Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, since... We're talking about good moves. I mean, I already mentioned that I think Cahoon's a really good, um, was a good find. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like, he came like to the team and was like immediately like scoring the most goals of everyone on the team. Couldn't be anyone else. God, is his mom, he really, his impact. Like, no, no one else did it like that. It was like him and Jack. I would look up stats, but I'm too lazy to do that. So That's okay. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't what matters anyway. Nothing matters. Nothing. Speaking of nothing matters, <laughs> the Sabres said fuck gay people. The Sabres personally came to my doorstep and handed me a bus ticket to go to conversion camp. They really did. They didn't even ha- they were like, Oh okay, well let's actually recap this situation. Do you wanna take this? Do you want me to take it? Uh you can take it. Thank you. Um, okay. So, basically what happened is teams started announcing their hockey is for everyone slash you can play night. And, um, everyone was like, huh, where's the Sabres you can play night? Because an article had come out on The Athletic talking about it, and it was revealed that, um, there were two teams in the league that did not have you can play night scheduled. The Blues and the Sabres. But the Blues actually technically did what was an away game or something, like, really weird. Um, so, at, the gist of it was the Sabres were the only team in the league to not have any sort of hockey is for everyone. That, not even you can play specifically, but, like, hockey is for everyone. Nothing. And so, a statement is put out by the team literally five hours after the article was, like, um, released and the line was found and focused on. And they were like, oh, well, we are going to... Uh, ha- we actually have a you can play night, but like it's not on the promotional schedule because it took up all it was that was all taken up by our 50th anniversary like uh, with that promotion. But the thing is, those aren't even good. They're not even good promotions. So like, what else are you fucking doing? So then they put one on the schedule, and then they got and they were, but they didn't even give a date. They're like, we're doing it later in March, and then the season got canceled. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't even matter. 
Oh, and the thing wow. is, I mean, if you weren't going to have it, you might as well just own up and say you weren't going to have it. I, Cassie said this in the group chat, but, like, the fact that you're going to try, they were at least going to try and half-ass one means that they always could, and they just didn't feel like it. So you might as well just stick to that. Like, and the thing, the thing is, too, is you can play nights aren't even that hard to do. You just have the players tape their sticks with rainbow tape. You make a few, you play some, like... You play music by LGBT artists, of which there's, like, a fucking ton, so, like, you know what? You don't even have to- just play Imagine Dragons the entire time. Like, they're really fucking supportive. Like, that's fine. Just play Imagine Dragons the whole game. (laughs) And then, you, like, you have a few LGBT groups in the area, like, spotlighted in some suites. And then you donate $10,000 or however money- however much money you would donate to, like, an LG- the Pride Center, and you're done. Like, it's not hard. It's The standards shouldn't be that low, but they are that low, and they're not hard to meet. And yet, somehow, the Buffalo Sabres played limbo so hard, they went underneath this low bar. And that's what you missed on Glee. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, it's just... And, like, I'm tired of the... Like, I know it takes a lot to plan the 50th anniversary, but, like... You can't make that excuse, especially when the Canucks are over on the other side of the country, absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. And I think I said this before, but I know that the Sabres did it this year because the Canucks were doing it this year, but honest, and that there was rumors of the lockout next year, which ended up not happening. But that being said, like I still don't think they should have rushed it. Like, whatever, just say like the Canucks are wrong, because <laughs> they are. It's the 49th season for all of them. Um, yeah. And, like, even if you don't have it next year because of the lockout, that just means, you know, more time to plan. And you can still say it's the 50th season when we come back. Yeah. Like, and then we could have had, you could have had, like, all the plans that were allegedly in place and people would be marginally more happy about it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that's just so shitty about the whole situation is that, like, fans would have very gladly waited an extra year for a really good 50th. But instead, they, like, rushed it. And now it's going down as, like, the most infamous season in, like, team history. Because the organization was so worried about being in the same year as the Canucks that, like, they sacrificed, like, the quantity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like, even if it came off as, you know, like, oh, I don't know, like, copying the Canucks, what they did, like, fine, like, whatever, this league is a copycat league. Like, I would have been absolutely fine if the Sabres did everything the Canucks did, you know, just, like, Sabres version. Like, it would have been great. That would have been fun. Oh, my God. Do you know how much money they would have made auctioning off the oh head jerseys? Holy shit. Like, if they had done, like, warm-ups like the Canucks did, I don't know how many freaking warm-ups the Canucks had. They had so many. But, yeah, auctioning those off, you know. Like, the Buffalo Sabres Foundation would have so much money because people would donate so much money to have those jerseys. And it just blows my mind. You're like, oh, here's the 50th anniversary jersey, which, like, granted, is gorgeous, but, like, that's not enough. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I love the 50th, and I wish I could get an authentic one, but can't, and it's great, but, like, all everyone is gonna do is just compare this to the Canucks situation, and it's never gonna add up. It's not. Alright, in the off-season spirit, which we might as well be in, Sabres have apparently moved on to collecting Finns from collecting Swedes, they're looking yep. at the R2 Roots Lions line mate. Uh, he's the captain of, I don't know how to say it, Ives. 
Finish Jones. words. Whatever. <laughs> I looked up how to say it and I promptly forgot. But they're looking <laughs> at uh, Emily. Uh, sure, that's not how you say it. Emily uh, Sumi. He's third in the Finnish league in goals with 26 and second in points in 57 games. Point per game. So, yeah, I guess we're collecting European players, which is fine. Whatever. And in other news, MSG is airing Vintage Sabres games during this uh, stoppage in play. Uh, the Sabres, or was it Mark? Was it the Sabres or Marty that tweeted out the. It was the Sabres account with Marty's okay. video. Yeah. I think. So they're asking for like what games you want to see. So if you haven't responded to that and there is a game you would like to see them air, be sure to respond to that. Um, they're also streaming them on YouTube. So if you cut the cord, you can still watch them, which mm-hmm. is nice. One it's good like, thing. One good thing the stupid team did right. They can't pay their players, but my God, if you want to watch a playoff game from 1996, you can. Well, anything else, Megan? <laughs> Nothing I haven't already ranted about on Twitter. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're going to continue to watch because um, I truly don't have the mental capacity to learn about another team. So I'm going to stop here. Yeah. But just to recap, you can watch the Sabres and not give them money, which we strongly recommend. It is super easy. If anyone wants any tips, you can feel free to DM me or Maya. We are both pros at it. Or Cassie. Cassie knows, Cassie knows a lot, too, yeah. Or just, like, you know, yell into the void of the internet, and someone will, will respond. Uh, All right. Well, this might be our last episode for a while. Um, as you are probably aware, many of us are college students. We, and uh, at least in my case, and in Danica's place, we are going remote to learning. I will no longer be on campus, which means my internet is absolutely going to suck. And also the Sabres might not be back, so it's not going to matter anyway. Yeah, my school is um, online learning, but the dorms are still open. But um, I would not be surprised if, if, if within the week they close down campus. So we will, I, we'll all be pretty busy for the next few weeks as we figure out what our schools are doing in regards to this virus. So... Yeah, my room is completely torn apart right now. I'm, like, sitting in the middle of a mess as I'm packing. So, yeah. Um, Stay inside, don't talk to yourself. What, what the hell is it called? Social. Social distancing. Yes, social distancing. Practice social distancing. The bars in Buffalo are closing, so I don't have to tell you not to go to the bar. <sighs> like a freaking idiot. But please take this seriously you can always celebrate st patrick's day by drinking alone in your room that's what i'm going to be doing it's not hard you just gotta get over your shame fine all right wash your hands guys and yeah please be safe stay healthy pop into your elbows yeah and if you feel like you're sick please self-quarantine yourself don't go to the er don't give it to other people wash your hands after you use the bathroom please Please, people don't do it. It's gross. Just do that always. Like, don't stop doing that after yeah, this is over. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a constant, like, year-round, like, 24-7, 365. Wash your hands after using the bathroom. That's gross if you don't. It's gross. You should feel bad. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess we will sign off. Um, Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon. And...